Hi, this is Eddie Hearn, and you're watching Lights Out. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the final round podcast with me, Fessel Khan, and I am delighted and privileged to be joined by my first guest for episode one, my fellow Lutonian. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Fessel Malik. <laughs> Hello, my bro. What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm very well, Fessel. How you doing? Yeah, all good, bro. Ramdan Mubarak. Ramdan Mubarak, man. How's it been going the first few days? It's all right. It's okay. Not too bad. It's yeah. not, uh, not as hard as I thought it would be. But the hard ones we've done, the uh, in the summertime, do you remember? So these ones are not. You know what? I always say the first five ones are the easiest ones, true. no matter when it is. <laughs> yeah, it's true, true, true. Then your reserves are finished. Exactly. <laughs> so as time goes on, yeah, they yeah. get more and more difficult. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, Ramadan is not about. It's not about being easy. Yeah. It's about struggling with yeah, the right. people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But hopefully, it's a, a <coughs> successful Ramadan. Yeah, man. And uh, hopefully, it's a it's a uh, it's a blessed month. Yeah. And uh, inshallah, we'll get through it. Yeah, bro. Slowly, slowly. Um, right, I'm going to ease you into it today. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Talk to me about your early memories of MMA and, of course, boxing, because you okay. are a full time MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. You're currently signed by Cage Warriors. Yeah, yeah. One day you're going to be in the UFC, inshallah. Inshallah. So just talk to me about the early memories of MMA and boxing. When I watched it. Like, oh yeah, anything. for me, my, my first memory of boxing is um, is Mike Tyson. Like, you know, Lennox Lewis and them when they used to fight. I remember I used to see the box of his channel, and you know, the pictures used to be up there. I used to be like, oh man, I want to watch this fight. Was I able to buy it? <laughs> you get me? <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about the early memories <laughs> early, of Mike Tyson? Early, bro, but not a little, bro. I basically don't try and make a cup of tea for the first round because that's how quickly yeah, you get the opponent. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. But it all started really from wrestling, bro. I used to watch wrestling a lot, WWE. But then from there, you know, because back then it was the Attitude Era, it was, it was manly, it was good. Mm -hmm. Then naturally you go into box, because you see Tyson wrestling. He would yeah. come, you know, like, and then from there you'd be like, who's this guy? And then you'd start watching boxing, and then from boxing, um, I watched, started watching MMA when I must have been around year 11 at school. Oh, what age is that? About 15? Wait, what, how old are you in year 11? I can't uh, remember. 15, 15 16, yeah, yeah. man, that age, yeah. Just started watching it from there, bro, in, uh, on Bravo, he used to come on. And that's it, literally. Find it intriguing, like, um, uh, mainly I find it intriguing, like, how the small guys are, you know, like, tapping out. Because back then there was no weight classes, it was just jungly. Yeah. It was just like, go, go ham. So it was, um, I was like, I was just intrigued by the jiu-jitsu side of it. Like, why is this small guy beating everyone? And that's when I started uh, training, and just fell in love with it. Do you remember UFC 1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy Gracie. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, that's it. Roy Gracie, bro. Because the final was like some small guy versus a very, yeah, very big think, guy. Well, the Shamrock, it? I think. I don't know what sure it might have been. Yeah, 1993, yeah. was it? Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, yeah. Going back a while. Yeah, okay. Man. Let's just obviously talk a bit about um, the beginning. Obviously, yeah. not when you were a little baby, but we'll yeah, go yeah. back to when I first met you, which was in Chorney, uh, oh, Chorney yeah. High School. You were a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Your brother, Wacker, was in my class. Shout out to Wacker, Mr. <laughs> Eric English. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I looked at you as a Chorney, yeah, Chorney yeah. student, I never thought you'd become an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah straight. I was 110 works. kilos, bro. There was a unit. Yeah, life yeah. works out differently. <laughs> but obviously, at your time in high school, I'm pretty yeah. sure you had ambitions other than just MMA. You probably did something you wanted to do mm. as a young kid. Talk to me about Chorney. <coughs> What would you like as a student, you know, <laughs> grades you achieved and obviously uh, what you did after Chorney in terms of college and university and work? Okay, okay. so um, in Chorney, in, 
<clears throat> I was a naughty kid all throughout like oh uh, like I was getting suspended this and that blah 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 but I still got the great I was, I was smart as well you know like you know you get some people who are just like they'll mess around and they're just dumb as well but I, I was getting the grades and I still remember the teachers used to say to my dad the only reason we kept we keep him in school is because somehow he gets the grades like he's still smart but yeah I, I, was, I was a naughty kid I was just full of energy I used to always be like messing around with people and just like you know like having a laugh basically and then um what was the other question? What did you say? My grades, yeah, my grades. I got like 11 GCSEs. It was all right, yeah. Went to college. Uh, after that, got my A-levels and that's it, stopped. And then I went straight into full-time, MMA. At some point in the Chorney, obviously, you know, being a, an Asian, your yeah. parents like to play a massive part in what you decide to do yeah, after yeah. education. Now, a lot of parents, Asian parents, are oh, want you to be a doctor, I want yeah, you to yeah. be a lawyer. What did your parents, what was their sort of ideal uh, occupation for you after after education what did they want you to be so big now basically you know because i used to get i used to be you know get into a lot of trouble you know like on the roads and stuff like that when i was just a little kid you know like just messing around so i used to get arrested in that so then the reason why i even got into martial arts was for my, my parents and my brothers and they put me into it to stop chilling with who i was chilling with at the time do you get it so for them it was like fighting's a way out for him right now but for them, ideally, I think it must have been a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. But they never really, my dad's cool. My dad's always been like, you do what you got to do as long as it's good. Like, no, put, no, 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 no mad stuff to get me. As long as you, you're happy with it, do it. My dad always backed me. As The minute I um, said to him, I was in like GCSE's time, I said to him, like, I want to start training now. Straight away, yeah, he just took me straight away. In college, when I said to him, look, I can study at 40, 50, 30, but I can't fight 30, 40, 50. So there's a time, time limit. I go, look, if, it's, if I, if I mess up, it's on me. Don't worry. But I can study still. The studying time is whenever. But you can't fight. Fighting is a certain period. From 20 to 35 and that's it. You get me where I'm coming come from? So that's it. When he heard that, then he's like, okay, cool. Go with it. And then with that as well, was that I was competing a lot. And he'd see winning belts, medals, trophies, blah, blah, blah. He thought, you know, actually, he's actually alright. He's doing good. So yeah, they supported me. You mentioned obviously you were in and out of a, a lot of trouble <coughs> from a very young age. I can relate to that. I was kind of the same. Yeah. I think it must be the name we carry. <laughs> yeah, it, true. It yeah. brings a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously now me and you have lived in Luton our whole life. Yeah. We know that obviously today there's a lot of trouble in Luton, especially with yeah, now the younger generation. It's now it's a different kind of trouble. Exactly. But it's, uh... let's talk a bit about back then. Oh yeah. Because I grew up at a time where all you needed to sort of protect yourself was your fist. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Nowadays. Nah, it's totally different. What? Where do you think that sort of change has come from? What do you think has been the influence for younger kids to start uh, picking up knives and weapons in obviously the town of Luton? First thing is there's no... Uh, that, that manliness is gone within our community. Not just community, in the world, look at it. It's like, you know that, you know when I grew up, we used to watch Rambo, Rocky, like we used to have like Stone Cold Steve Austin as role model, you know stuff like that. We loved that kind of stuff. Nowadays, but they got these stupid rappers as their role models, who cover their face and they talk about stabbing people and all this crap. That's this. That's the way they, That's where they get their inspiration from, because half the time they be quoting this drill music after they've done. They're done a madness. Do you get what I'm coming from? It's because it's the role models. They've changed. Back in our times, it's all about like you know like it was about being a man. Now it's about. Bro, you, people nowadays are just kind of sweet. Bro, you said what you bro got. they're a bunch of pussies these days, bro. It's like there's no, there's no men left in our community, and that's the problem. And one other thing as well, Islam. The, it's like we had limits to our madnesses. We used to fight, that's it, bro, done. Do you get where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, bro, it's like these kids are, have no limit. 
Like Islam kept me at my limit. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna drink, I'm not gonna smoke, I ain't gonna do no madness. But yeah, I got into a fight, it's different, that's calm, do you get me? But you had your limit. These lot nowadays, but they have no limit. It's like they need to, there needs to be more, um, most seems to be more invitational towards the youngsters. Like there needs to be more done for the kids, number one. Even like, there used to be youth clubs and stuff like that, back when I was a little kid. And we used to go to there, we used to go there, check in with the elder. You know, like you check us, how what we're up to, blah, blah, blah. We don't have that anymore. But a lot of it is these stupid rappers, man. They, they're corrupting the young kids, even social media. They're trying to live the life that they're not about. Do you get it? That's what it is, bro. You know, when you talk about young kids these days, like I remember obviously when you know, we were a lot younger, yeah. especially in our teen years, we had a fear of our parents. Yeah, exactly. Fear of our elders. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely gone out the window. Nah, it's gone, bro. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, you can see it, man. Like, back in the days, I remember like the few lads I was chill with, for example, they'd smoke or something, quietly, hide and smoke. Nowadays, you walk down the road, but youngsters got in his mouth, bro, 15 years old, you don't even care. You get me, he'll turn around and be like, who are you to tell me? It's, it's, that's the problem. It's, um, they don't have the limit of like, oh, he's my elder, stuff like that. No, they're not really taught that. God knows what's happened. But it needs to get fixed. Opportunities as well is another thing that's become very limited. Now, I remember... No, I think there's more opportunities no, now. No, no, as in, in terms of sort of developing a career like with what you're doing. I mean, I remember yeah. back in the day, there was a lot of youngsters from Runny Road area. I remember Sajid Khan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of youngsters back then were really sort of pursue, trying to pursue yeah, a career. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as you mentioned now, kids these days are yeah. seeing yeah, that's right. social media. Yeah, because what's happened in social media, they want a quick, like they don't want to work hard. They just want to like, you know, like a quick way to get, to get rich or a quick way to succeed or something. You don't work like that. You have to graft well, no matter what you want to do. And that's what the problem is. So, after sort of the whole education background, yeah. you start to become a man. Yeah, yeah. Start to sort of have a an idea in your head that you want to follow an MMA background now. Yeah, yeah. I have to, I'm going to ask you a question now. I want you to be 100% honest with me because obviously yeah, yeah. you mentioned you were in a lot of trouble back then. Mm -hmm. You were getting into a lot of trouble. Was there at any point yeah. that you ever feared for your life? As in what? Have, what? As in, did you ever think that with the road that you were sort of on back then could lead to you perhaps ended up being murdered or being in serious trouble uh, with the police? Not murdered and like, I never thought that way, that way, but it was like, yeah, the way that all me and my mates were going, it was just like, there was no limit. It was like, we were pushing it, like whatever. We just wanted to be the biggest, baddest guys around. It's the truth, bro. Do you get, do you get where I'm from? Mm -hmm. And we'll do whatever it, it means to get there. But then I shifted and so did some of them as well. And then we just, we just got guided by the elders. They were like, look, it's not worth it. What are you lot, what are you lot doing? You get me? You got, you got potential. Go, go, go after your dreams, basically. Achieve, achieve what you want to achieve, do you get me? And that's kind of what happened. It was like, we used to remember, we used to, um, we used to like, like on a Saturday, Sunday, we would get gloves and we would just have a tear up in the park. And you know, the last man standing. And like, um, or kind wrestling. Like on Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be, be like, the winner stays on. And I remember I used to stay on sometimes, you know. And uh, all the elders were like, bro, like, oh, go to the gym, man. What are you, like, what are you doing here? Like, go to the gym, like, you do, you're doing all right. There's no point wasting your time here. And then that's when I started Googling, I started Googling, like, because um, I used to box from 10 till about 12 but it was more like I was overweight I was just being in the corner hitting a bag no one really gave a shit about me do you get where I'm coming from? but then when I was like 15, 16, 17 then I took it serious then I was like do not come I'm going to try giving this a crack and yeah that, that's, that's literally what happened one of the elders was like look bro go to this gym get started and that's what I did I went literally went to a storm gym started off at storm gym and I even saw I even trained with Tate bro for years, months yeah 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 I still remember and um, I got, got, lost a lot of weight and stuff and then that's it, I just tried competing. It was like a natural process. Do you get what I'm coming from? I, it wasn't like, 
Oh, I planned, planned, planned. It was just like go with the flow, see what happens. Just work hard. Talk to me about the experience of training with Andrew Tate at a young age. What did you learn <laughs> from that? Yeah, Tate, he, he was good, bro. He showed me a few. The left kick, I remember, he used to flick it out. And I used to ask him, how does he do that? And the left hook. Because I remember I used to turn up early because my dad used to go work and stuff. So he used to drop me off early and I used to go in and Tate used to be hitting the bag. So it used to just be me and him hitting the bag and stuff. And he used to, I was a complete beginner. Do you get where I'm from? He used to always like, tell me, yeah, do this, do that. Um, yeah, he, he was good, man. He, he's not what people think he is. You know how people online are like, he's this, he's arrogant, this, that. Trust me, in real life, he's a proper nice guy. Trust me. He's just, he's just a character. Yeah, do you get what I'm from? He's about Yeah, do you get me? Yeah, but. In, 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 real, in real life, bro, he's such a nice guy and he's a bad boy fighter as well. That's what a lot of people don't know. The guy's like a two-time world champion. 87 kickboxing fights he's had or something like that, bro. That's no joke. Do you get me? A serious resume, but... Yeah, he, he was top, man. He, he, was, he was a good fighter. He showed and helped us a lot. And then I left after about seven, eight months and I started focusing more on grappling. And then, um, yeah, that's then. then I went towards like, grappling for a good couple of years. Then I started back up my striking again. Because MMA is so much to learn, and back then it's not what it is now. You know how now you go to a gym and it's got everything in there, like my own gym. But like there, back then you got to go to different places. So I had to sacrifice a lot. You know, I need to learn the grappling. Then yeah, like that. The industry, obviously, that you're in. I mean, interviewing people and being around it for such a long time. I know two of the main things are yeah. dedication and commitment. Yeah, yeah. Now, I wouldn't. I would say that I know your current circle and I know obviously yeah, yeah. people like the sort of chill out zone but yeah, yeah. in the industry that you're in there comes a lot of sacrifices that yeah, you make. Yeah. yeah. What's it like sort of having to remove yourself away from that chill out space and constantly focus on what you're doing right now? I mean the sacrifices yeah, that you're yeah, making. Uh, it's hard man because you know what it is? You have no life in it. You don't see your family, you don't see your brother, no one. It's like because because what I'll do on my day up I'm just, I'm just recovering. So I'll, hit, I'll go cryo, ice bath, sauna, steam, massage, you get it? the next day I'm back training again. So it's like, it's a constant, yeah, sacrifice. You, you, yeah, literally like now, camp's pretty much started for my next fight. And it's like slowly, slowly, I'm just hiding away from everyone. Do you get it? It's like, I won't see them. Like literally I said to my mates, bro, listen, I'll see you like in four months. Literally, and I'll see them, do you know when I'll see them? About three days before my fight. Do you get me? Like, that's it, I won't see them. It's hard, bro. It's not easy. Like I won't see my nephews, my nieces, my brothers. No one, none of them. No one. No one see none of them. I'll see them on and off. Do you get it? If I randomly catch my home or something. But other than that, bro, it's hard, man. Like you don't see no one. It's just me on my own, just training, training, training. My coaches and that. Do you get me? How do you mentally sort of get through a camp? Because I mean, boxing and MMA they are two different sports. Yeah. MMA, in my opinion, is a more brutal sport. <laughs> yeah. How do you get through a camp? What, what, what makes you get through a camp? What helps you sort of get through that sort of, I don't know, that eight to 12 week period? Uh, shall I be honest with you? It's my coaches and my team training partners, man. Like, you know, the, you, you know like, it's not like, it's, it's like a vibe, do you get it? Like everyone's helping me, I'm helping them. It's like, it's, calm. it's like, you know, like a family unit. It's calm, like, I, it, there's, there's no stress to it. It's more like physical, the dieting, the aches and the pains, you know, stuff like that, like, it's, it's long, like, but, it's okay, man. It is what it is, isn't it? You, me? you just gotta do it. It'll be worth it one day when you're UFC yeah. champion or one. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, MMA. What's it taught you? What's it taught me? What has it taught you? What's been the ups and downs of your career at the early stages? What it's taught me is, um, as in, we'll talk, talk, elaborate on that a little bit. What do you mean? As in, what have you learned from MMA? Not skill wise, as in skill life skills and that. What's the whole sport itself taught you? Um. Loads, man. Like, where can I even start? Like, it's like start from the beginning. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, MMA is like uh, what basically 
for me personally, it's like what it's taught me about myself. I can't speak about no one else, but about myself is that I'm relentless. You know, like if I've got an objective, even I surprise myself at how, how, what's the word like, how basically relentless I am towards something. And um, I know that with that kind of attitude, the way that I am, like I'm a perfectionist. I've learned that, you know, over the years from training and from fighting and camp after camp, it's like, I only, I only strive to be the best and it's the same with life innit, it's anything that I do business wise, anything, like I'm not doing it to just be there, I'm doing it to be take out everyone and I want to be the best, do you get where I'm coming from? And um, generally in, 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 sport, in fighting and stuff like, it's a short lived career innit really, you just gotta be humble, enjoy the process, um, I remember everything happens for a reason from, from Allah, everything happens for a reason, he protects you from certain things, you get me, so wins, losses, whatever, like, it's okay, you just, you just gotta get up and keep giving you your all. And that's it bro. Because I've, I've been through a lot of injuries as well during this time. Where people have ripped me off, doctors, everyone. They've said to me, oh look, you're never gonna fight again. I still remember handing me papers like, look, you're gonna have surgery, blah, blah, blah. You're never gonna be able to fight again. And literally, I've took the letters, went private, spoke to other uh, physiotherapists, even people in Germany abroad. And then got like, it's just my mindset. There is no, like I will get it done. Do you get where I'm coming from? And um, like, it's like, it's a very it's a lonely sport as well. So, you, so it's you or no one, isn't it? Like, do you get where I'm coming from? And um, yeah, that for myself is just like, um, it's like, you know when they're saying it, hard work beats talent, hard work can get you places. It's, it's, it's so true, do you get where I'm coming from? But also, not just hard work, smart work as well. You have to be smart, you have to analyze everything that you do. Uh, that's the advice I give, like even to guys that I coach. Like back then, I, used to, I just used to go balls to the wall hard, like you know, constantly training hard, hard, hard. But sometimes you gotta hold back a little bit and just check what you're doing. Write everything down. Make sure you're improving every session, every week. Make sure you're improving from every sparring session. You know, stuff like that. You have to always uh, critique yourself and not just go hard every day. It's not about going hard every day. It's about smart work. Improving yourself without damaging yourself. You get where I'm coming from? And that's with everything, bro. What? You just obviously mentioned that there's been times throughout your career where doctors have sort of written yeah, you yeah. and told you you'll never fight again. Now, yeah. obviously, there's the doctor's advice is one thing, yeah. but I can sort of relate with you where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've had certain situations in terms of my father okay. who struggled with cancer right, right, for right. many years, where we were told specific things like you've only got a certain amount of oh, okay, yeah. but my father get through. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, I mean. When you've sat it's down that will, isn't it? Exactly. If you have that will, you're unstoppable. When you've sat down with doctors and they've told you that you'll never fight again, was it at that point where you sort of thought to yourself, this isn't something I can accept? Or did you? was it the advice you took from <coughs> people in the private nah. sort of industry in terms of your health? Nah, shall I be honest with you? Do you know what? what, the, what how, when, when, it, when I was told, even when I got injured, I knew I messed up. Like, it was a brutal injury. And um, when I... Got the x-rays done, MRI scans done, got, spoke to physios and all that. Then when, when I went to get my scan results and all that, mate, your doctor was like, yeah, look, yeah, we know what you do and stuff, but look, for you to compete, for you to fight, you can't fight again. He goes, the injury is so severe that it, 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 it will trigger again. So in my head, I was like, give me the letters. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I cried to myself. I cried, bro. I swear in my car. I was like, shit, man. I threw all my, uh, like, exit one basket. This, oh, this is what I want to do. 
And now the doc mate is telling me, he's like, nah, I'm like, who's this guy, bro? He, you get me? I'm like, who's it? Who the hell? How can someone tell me I can't do nothing? You get me? So in my head, literally, what I did was, um, I, I just like, it's like a, I just, I just said to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do my utmost best to get myself back to where I need to be. If that's meant to be, that means Allah's on my side. Allah wants me to be here. If it's not meant to be, it's okay. Allah said to me, Allah, Allah's cut it off. He's like, do you know what? Something good's coming your way. Maybe he's not fighting. Maybe something else. That's, that's all it was, but then during that physio time and all that, bro, I was relentless with it. I was doing physio in the morning, I'd repeat the physio twice a day. I'd just do the same thing at home, do it at the gym. Do you get it? Even my recovery was, they were like, you're recovering, like, you're recovering too quick. Do you get it coming from? Um, and then uh, I, I locked Dale Hardeman, my physio. He, um, like, he had the same injury which caused him not to fight. That's why he retired. He retired about 34, 35, but he said to me, you're young and I can't let this happen to you. So literally, bro, he never took a penny off me. He just done physio with me every single day for about nine, about a year. You know what, till this day, I check in with him every week about that injury. You know, we always go over it. And um, like, he, I, I, I owe him a lot. Like, he reached out when he heard, he heard, I don't, I'm not sure who told him. Or must have, he must have heard from one of the training partners that goes to him as well. And he goes, look, he's done. He goes, now nah, get in contact with him. Uh, I want to help him. And then when I saw him, bro, he, um, even he was like, bro, you've messed up badly. But this is what stopped me from fighting, but the, because I've learned, this is what got him into physio. Because he goes that I want, I want to help, I want to help athletes, I want to help them recover. And he goes, um, the, he bought, he basically, um, like I owe a lot to him, and he helped me a lot. Like every day he would do physio, never took a penny off me. He um, even till today he checks in with me. Like oh, trust me, he helped me a lot. And if it wasn't for him, bro, I probably wouldn't uh, fight again. But the guidance that he gave me, and even the, you know, after you learn a lot about injuries and stuff like that like how to prevent injuries and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole world of stuff and um, yeah, he helped me a lot at that time. Is this sort of like a backup plan because, you know, it's a brutal sport and, you know, we all know yeah. what one injury can do. It could yeah, completely yeah. finish you yeah, yeah. and your career. But have you sort of like got a backup plan? Yeah, yeah, not, not now I'm calm. Injury at that time, when I was like a 19, 20, 21, like now nah, it was all in. I was younger to get me. I was broke, I ain't got no money. But like now it's okay, I got my own gym. I have a few other things, it's like, it's okay, like I'm calm. But now it's the motivation is even more. It's like, I just want to go push on even more now. Do you get it? Like, I'm not stopping here. Now it's like, I'm going to take my training camp to another level, take my recovery to another level. Do you get I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all know in the MMA, the pinnacle is obviously the UFC, but there's obviously good uh, yeah. organizations such as Bellator, K Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K Warriors, only because of you have actually yeah, check and check. Check, checked into it. <laughs> yeah, it actually yeah. seems. Yeah, yeah, not it's, it's actually very good. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of one of the. Pass one yes. of the routes into yeah. the, yeah, the, into the UFC, but talk to me about Cage Warriors. Had the contract come come along? And oh, so when I was about, I must have been about one or two, no, and they approached me to approach my manager, well, my first manager that I had, and um, it was too early basically. I was like, look, bro, like one or two, no, I'm just getting started. My pro career, let me build up a bit. And then I must have been about five and or whatever, four and or five and or something like that. Then they came again. Then um, I agreed, we agreed to a deal, whatever, I got it done. And then lockdown hit. Uh, they were still getting, they were still putting shows on. Um, but yeah, lockdown hit, and then a lot of people were pulling out. It was a piss take, bro. And then, um, like this year, for after like three years off. Yeah. The lockdown again, one of the most challenge, the most challenged time, challenging yeah. time. Yeah. For anyone involved in combat sports, yeah, especially yeah, was, someone who's in the early stages. Yeah, yeah, that's career. right. Yeah, exactly. At, did at any point did you think yourself during lockdown? Do you know what this could potentially 
be sort of like the last stop for me because a lot of people that mm. I know nah. in boxing and MMA have yeah. retired because of yeah I know loads yeah same the pandemic yeah yeah that's right same 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 um, now you know like to be honest with you you know because I got a lot of support from my family my managers my sponsors everyone like it was okay uh, I managed it like you get my home from but now nah, I didn't even that didn't even come to my head bro I'll be honest with you I was like we'll get through it and boom I'll just fight but like um, looking back at it it was just like it was a piss take though like you know like uh, how the shows okay what a load of bollocks bro forget it forget it bro it's just a load of bollocks bro you get me cuss me <laughs> say that, bro. Oh, man. you care to elaborate on the bollocks that you went through during bro, the, the pandemic nah just the, the covid in general bro it's a load of bollocks oh, yeah. I had to stop everything but, like it's I'm so sorry. rubbish bro. Well, I agree with you yeah but so pathetic bro but yeah, yeah that, that stopped a lot of um, things even with me it was like fighting you're not fighting Shows cancelled, shows moving here, cancelled. It's like, bro, man's doing training camp after training camp after training camp. It's not easy to get home from. And then, yeah, bro, and then even this last year, bro, same shit happened. It's like, not because of COVID, it was just like, um, you get an opponent three days before he's pulled out. You get an opponent a week before he's pulled out. You, do, you get an opponent, he's pulled out. Bro, I went through like five different opponents and they're all pulling out like the last minute. Imagine doing a whole training camp, then going back into training camp, doing a training camp, going back into training camp. Bro, I was drained, bro. It's like, bro, what is this shit, man? If you're gonna fight, fight me. How do you deal with that mentally? Bro, I don't know. I just do it. My look later on, look back at it. But no, bro, it's, it's training, bro. Later, you know when you're in the in the motion and you get an opponent, you're just like, yeah, bro, like, let's go. Let me get my training sorted. Let's carry on. But then, like, it is draining, bro. You're just like, what the hell? It's like the whole year's gone, and I've had like, I'm just being training camp. You know how physically drained you are, like you've got nothing left, you're just like, bro, I just like, just leave me alone now, I need, I need to chill for a bit before I go back. But it was just a piss take, bro, again and again and again. But now I'm glad that that's done, now I'm fighting hopefully in July. Hopefully no pull-ups. Where can the sport of MMA improve on this? Because I... More shows, in it. I follow you, yeah. I follow your career. Yeah. And I, I've seen how many times you've had an yeah, opponent yeah. pull out and I can yeah. only imagine how difficult it must yeah, be. But how does the, how does the... Sport of MMA improve on this and, and what it is, yeah, this from happening in the future. More shows, there used to be more show, more options. Do you get, do you get from? in the UK? There was loads more like five years ago, there was a lot of shows, <clears throat> but recently, cage is the only really one that's standing still. The others are like hit and miss, they'll do one show, gone for 10 months, do another show. Do you get home from? There needs another, there needs to be another show that's like with cage warriors. Do you get a few of them, and then you'll have more options. Okay, I'll fight there, I'll fight there, I'll fight there. Do you get home from? But that, that, that's what I think it is, yeah. We need to talk about your first loss. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously was <coughs> uh, six months ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all part of the process. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But I understand there was a few sort of issues the week of the fight. Oh, bro, don't. Exactly. Yeah, it's a joke, bro. So check this out. <coughs> everything is good. My fight week, everything is good. We leave, we leave for the hotel and stuff. On like the Tuesday, I think. Yeah, on the Tuesday. Everything's good. Get all my stuff, get everyone going. Team, everyone's ready to go. We go to Manchester. We check in, whatever. So I got, uh, we do the photo shoot, you know, the media stuff, whatever, you've done that. <clears throat> so like the media day is like about 6 p.m. We finish that. Then we start cutting weight at 8 p.m. till the next day, 8 a.m. So I had to lose about 13 pounds. I had about 13 pounds left. Which is calm, it's easy. Um, not easy, but like we're used to it. We're cutting weight. Midnight, we get a call about 12.30 at night. From manager in America, he rings me. He's like, "I got bad news." I'm like, "Not, not here, bro. We're we're basically one day away from the fight. I've cut weight. I'm on weight now." He's like, "Yeah, mate, he's pulled up. 
I was like, you're taking the piss. Do you get it? I was like, how can this happen? Like, six the hours for the weigh-in. The day of the fight. Yeah, how, yeah. You, how, how are you going to pull out like that? So I'm switching. Everyone just go like, bro, what's going on? I said to him, he goes to me, look, calm down. I'm going to ring you in a couple of hours. Stop the weight cut. I was like, I'm not stopping the weight cut. I'm going to make weight in case I do get a fight on the short noise or somebody pulls out on the, on the show. Somebody else gets, you know, somebody doesn't make weight. So I'll stay on weight. You get what I'm coming from? So I carried on cutting weight, made weight. But as we were cutting weight, I had to do, you know, at midnight, at midnight, every fighter has to go and uh, go to the scales and uh, check the weight in front of the officials. So we did the weighing scale. I was about three pounds off. Basically, if I sleep, I'll cut, I'll, it'll, it'll come off, you get it? Or if not, I just do need to do a piss or something and come off here, it's easy. I'll show you yeah. And then, um, so basically, I, chatted, I spoke to Ian Dean and uh, uh, Graham Bowling, he was there with the, in, that's the owners of Cage Warriors and the matchmaker. He's like to me, look, we're not going to be able to get you a match because uh, it's too short notice. I was like, this is, you lot have done this to me, like, not you lot, but I'm just saying, Cage Warriors, I've, done, I've, I've fought in Cage, I've tried to fight in Cage Warriors like five times, and this is like the fifth pullout now. But this one's taking the complete piss because it's like three out of four, the wins. They were like, look, we can't do nothing about it. We're trying to get someone. But the thing is, right, you know, when we fight for cage warriors, we get signed off by a governing body, safe MMA. So they do your brain scan, MRI scan. They're like, look, we can't get a fighter to get an MRI scan, a brain scan, eye scan within really six, seven hours. So it's not going to happen. I was like, it is what it is, isn't it? So I, just, I turned up at the way and done my pictures or whatever. And we, um, sorry, then they go to me. That was in like September, I think, or something. November, November, September, something like that, in October. And then they're like to me, look here, what we'll do is we'll cancel this fight completely. Like, you've made weight, you don't know, you get paid, whatever, but you'll fight again at the end of the year, December 31st card. We'll put you on the New Year's Eve card. I'll go, cool, that's fine. So we, obviously, you got to rehydrate back up. So I rehydrate myself back up. I'll get a message about, so that's like on a Saturday now. So I'm normal, I'm chilling. You know, like recovering. Because I've drawn a training camp, I've cut weight, you know you're drained bro, it's hot, this is hard. So like, I'm still training though, I'm light, like a Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday we get a message, call, sorry, they're like, they're like to me, oh, on a Wednesday, do you want to go up a weight class, fight at 145 pounds, versus Liam Keatings, who's like, uh, like number one in the UK, number two in the UK. I was like, but I'm not on weight though. Like, as in, you told me to chill, now I have to go, sh I still got to cut weight, even to make 145, I've got to cut weight. Like, I walk around quite, Naturally, just the way I am. I was like, look, I've got like two days, bro. Like, you know how to do all this. Bang again, cut weight, straight away. Start cutting the weight. Didn't even train like that. Did, don't even know where the geese areas. Do you get what I'm coming from? But number one in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So we just went straight in. I was like, yeah, come. Um, did it, whatever. Um, but looking back at it, it's okay. I, 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 like, for me, it's calm, like, why not? But all it was is that, you know, because. I was in training camp after training camp, customer, on and off, const constantly, constantly in training camps. You know, it was just like, oh, I just fight for the set. I'll fight anyone, but heavyweight. Customer, it was that level. I was like, you know what? Okay, cool, I just need to get a fight done. Them ones, I just, need, I just need to fight. I just need to get in there again. It's been two, three years. You guys are just longing me out. You get me? So that's why. But now it's calm, it's done, whatever happened. But it's like, you learn, you, you learn that, you know what? Hold on a minute. Don't let, don't, uh, even these opportunities come. Always be the final guy to make the decision. Like, oh, there were other people making decisions, they were mad about the weight and this and that. And you know, I was just saying yes, yes, yes to it because constantly I was getting pulled out, pulled out. But you know I'm coming from? It was just like, please, bro, let me just fight. I'm, I don't care, let me just fight. But now it's like certain people have been removed. I'm just going to do my like, own thing. 
And um, yeah, but I can't wait to fight. I just cannot wait. And one thing I'll tell you is, actually, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> don't worry about that. You'll hear that soon. It's calm. But yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm back now. I'm training. Um, I'm good. Like it's built another fire. I mean, like another, another whole different. Like I'm like, you know what? You motherfuckers are pulling out. But now, it's like I'm gonna. I'm, I just want to fight the best. It's simple as that. That's why I fought the best. That guy, that guy who I fought, is because he was the only guy that had the balls to bloody come up. Do you get coming from? Like it's like, bro, I'll fight anyone, but it's like, don't pull up, please. Simple. You know, the the goal is for me. I'll fight anyone. And I'll fight the to be the best. Like with boxing is different. You know, with boxing, as in you, t a record of a record of like forty and five is a shit record in boxing. You'll think my man is utterly straight, but he can be a world champion, unified. He lost three fights in a row as a nobody. What happened to Joshua? The guy was eight years he was champion, bro. And now they're, telling, they're saying that he's written off, he's rubbish, he's crap, overhyped. This is the thing. But with MMA, it's not like that. You'll get champions. Lee Edwards, for example, he was 10 and 3. Jan Biakovic, before he fought yeah, exactly. Alexander, was what? That's right. Was what, 20 and 10 or something? Yeah, that's right, yeah, bro. And he's a loss champion. is different. Loss is different. MMA is not as bad. Obviously, no one actually loses, bro. You get it? It hurts your ego, it kills you, bro. But like, it's not the way boxing is. That's where boxing used to change, bro. It's like. These under O's are clearly not fighting the best. One loss doesn't define a career. Yeah, straight, yeah. bro. Yeah, 100%. Look at Mike Tyson, the old early days, bro. Look into the records of the of the early, early days, bro. They used to have 15 losses, 100 wins. James Tony, how many, how many losses has he had? Quite a few. Yeah, Roy Jones Jr., how many has he had? Roy but Jones, he's the baddest fighter about, bro. Eight, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Six or seven, yeah. yeah who, who's going to say he's not the baddest fighter around? It's just these people that are writing man's off like, oh, like, it, it makes me sick, bro, because Joshua's fighting this week. And I'm listening to all these pundits and that. They're like, yeah, he's crap. He's done. He's too stiff, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, a lost don't define you. Yeah? Like, MMA's different, boxing's different, whatever, but that needs to change. But yeah. I want to ask you that the week, obviously, the week of that fight, you obviously yeah. had your troubles as, you know, you yeah, had yeah. troubles going on in camp, obviously trying to find an opponent, but yeah. you stepped up, the guy was a lot more bigger than you in weight, right? He wasn't that big, but okay. yeah. As in, like, weight-wise, he was, like, as in, like, we had to go up a weight class, but, like, physically, he was not that big, he was right. If you could go back and reverse that decision, would yeah. you, or are you, or are you glad you took the experience from, from um, the whole sort of the, the fight itself? I'll do it at a certain weight. I'll still fight that guy, bro. I don't give a shit. I don't know who it is. You get me? But I'll just have uh, certain conditions there. Do you get where I'm coming from? But that's about it, bro. Yeah, I'll fight him. I'll fight him all day, and I will fight him again. Trust me. Give me. Uh, it, it will happen soon. A lot of people say to me, especially in the combat sports industry, that you yeah. learn a lot after your first defeat. Not about yourself, but who's there for you and who yeah, is Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Have exactly. you learned that? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. One thing, one thing I'm grateful for is like, my family and my close mates come. But there's certain man that I know, you know like, band, they jump on the bandwagon. And all, it's like, don't worry, he's calm. I see everything, bro. You get me? But um, it's like, I just stay humble, bro. Don't worry. Uh, when the time comes, the time comes. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, bro, who are you, do you get me? It's quite, if you wanna support me, support me. If you don't, you don't, I couldn't give a shit, bro. Do you, get, do you get it? It's like, it is what it is. You get me? Let's obviously talk about the future. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully back out in the summer. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Talk to me about the plans for the next 18 months to two years. What is the ambition for you? Yeah, so now basically it's, it's clear cut. I win my next two fights, and then I call, I call for that UFC. That's it. Two so to three fights. If you're listening, yeah, it, it, it's simple. But I just got to win, isn't it? Simple. Whoever put it in front of me, I got to win, and I got to destroy them, and that's it. Inshallah, I do that. How do you think you handled the, the UFC? Do you reckon you're ready for it right now, or do you still nah, need, I need about that sort year. of? 
I'm ready, experience. technically I'm ready, I just need experience, that's it, yeah. Because I, 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 I spar with the guys who are in the UFC, I spar with the guys who have been, you know, you get it, and I'm fine bro. I can't hold my own, even though I do better than them. But it's just experience, they've, they've had like 19, 20 fights. Do you get where I'm from? But yeah, it's okay, I, I'll get that. We've got one British world champion, Leon Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Head, shot, He's a G, bruv. I mean, what a phenomenal performance. Yeah, bro. Last week. Even the way he carried Morris himself, Man. I love that he's kept it the same. You know, like he never switched up. You know, like when he said that headshot dead, I was like, yeah, bro, you're a G for so dropping that is, line. Is this the guy that's going to potentially start opening that door for yeah. a lot more UK fighters? Yeah, yeah I push agree. For yeah, 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 100%. Scene. The fact that he defended his title, because you know what it is? You know, a lot of the media, again, they're right off British fighters. Everybody was thinking he's going to lose every match. Like real talk, everybody's like, yeah bro, Kamara's gonna come in, take him down and that. And I was saying, nah bro, I was the first fight, he was struggling to take him. Well, he was struggling, he was taking him down, but he kept popping back up. Kept popping back up, he'll just make a few adjustments, and bro, he'll deal with him. This fight, plus because he knocked him out clean, that doubt's there. But now, nah, because he defended the bed, no one really done that. Because Kamara Usman at that point was time for my number one. You get it, he beat the who's who. And like, to, um, to beat him quite easily as well. Nah, bro, that's gonna open massive doors for the shows in the UK because every time the UFC does a show here, they sign about 10 UFC uh, guys from the UK. You get it? So it's open huge doors. Huge doors. There's a lot of social media influencers these days that are getting involved in boxing <laughs> yeah, and yeah. MMA. Um, now, MMA, they don't really get involved. But boxing, they get involved. One head kick is right? finished, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In boxing, they're getting involved. Yeah, boxing, now, they're killing it. Yeah, yeah. We just had the whole Jake Paul Tommy Fury event, yeah, yeah. Which, was, which was big if you followed yeah, it. Which I, I watched that as well. Yeah, yeah. That was good. But we obviously getting a lot of MMA fighters crossing over to yeah. boxing. Um, a couple of Jake Paul's that dollar. victories are it's the money, bro. against Tyrone <laughs> yeah, Woodley. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the Ben Askren? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is this something that you might potentially look to do one day? Maybe cross over to the the boxing world just in case an opportunity arises or a, a big yeah, I, 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 I don't mind. Yeah, of course. But it. so a lot of people I talk to about this, they say yeah. that technically UFC fighters aren't their boxing skills aren't as good. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, if you compare it to world champion to world champion and that, like. Nah. But the average boxers you get, bro, why not? I'll deal with them, bro. Is, Come on. Yeah, is you get this me. where the size of the gloves play a massive difference, or is it because. Uh, nah, how I'm much training boxing big, big do you actually work on in, in yeah, your yeah, like, completely Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a box coach, yeah. I train with them at least twice a week, two times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a lot of fighters crossing over to boxing yeah, yeah. from the MMA world. Yeah. Some people say it's because of the money. Yeah. Some people say because it's, of the it's, it's better. Most of them are doing it at the end of their career. It's like, you know when footballers go to America and they cash in, or they go, look, Ronaldo's going to Dubai, now. I mean, America, in Saudi now. It's the same sort of move. They go to boxing and they just want to make an extra bit of pee. And that's it, bro. Easy work. Would yeah. you say that? Because they've got nothing to lose, innit? It's not their sport. Mm. So they just but walk straight in. If we look back at sort of Tyron Woodley's two fights with Jake Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you say that potentially maybe one of those fights was rigged? Be completely honest with me. The one, the, the first one, I don't remember exactly, but the second one, <coughs> it's like he just stood there and the shot just came and he just got flattened. Like, I don't know, it was just a bit like, that ain't the Tyron Woodley that used to be in the UFC. In the UFC, the guy was like a flipping animal, bro. But age plays a factor, weight plays a factor. But yeah, bro, it's money, yeah, yeah, 100%, bro. He must have probably, probably offered him, listen, <coughs> we'll give you a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, trust me. It's funny what a Rolex could do to people, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, the message to the rest of the town and to the younger generation that are thinking of getting involved in MMA, what would your message be to them? Uh, the message to the youngsters is, look, I opened a gym, Legends MMA. I'm there, I've got about six, seven coaches that are with me. Um, 
calm down, learn a skill and change your life. That's it. So I would love to come and come to one of your sessions, but I've had a few friends that have been and they don't walk right a few days after. <laughs> and I don't think my body can take that right now. Don't worry, bro. We, uh, we, we, we cater it towards a person. Don't worry, it's calm. Fair enough. I might take you. Yeah, yeah don't worry, man. Vessel, where can the viewers find you on social media? So, yeah, my one is just simple. F Malik 145 Nice and easy on all social media platforms. Right, Vessel, really appreciate you coming down and joining us for the first episode of the Final Round podcast which will be available to everybody on all audio platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure you give Fessel Malik a follow on social media. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and thank you very much for listening to episode one of the Final Round podcast. Nice one guys, nice one.